Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, man, but not always. I was out last time. <laughs> That's right. I mean, you get, you, it's your one absentee list. I mean, you're, you're, on the, you're on the brink, but you're still here. Right. I had to excuse <laughs> absence, though, I must say. Yeah, I know. You had something going on. What was it? Um, well, uh, the great thing about it is, you know, there's times where you see a change in your life, mm-hmm. and you're either going to be decide about do I take this or or do I not and usually that's decided at either maybe possibly led by fear a loss of something or gain of something and sure. it depends on where you stand um, of course if you go to a new job is what I was um, referring to I'm gonna lose some close co-worker friendships sure. um, but the necessary for me to, to move on was there Right. Um, but there was a process where I was wondering if I would get a, ability to move on sure you know and uh, luckily, I was able to really uh, find an amazing company, and uh, you know they they saw my gifts and talents, and so therefore they said, "Yeah, come on board." So I w- that's where I was. I was down in Jackson, Mississippi, onboarding with a new company. Well, awesome! So, Congratulations! Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I'm familiar with that as well. You know, I left a 23 year job to do to go follow your heart, and, and it is it's scary. It's anytime any kind of change like that comes in your life, you're especially if you're a father, you know, and you have a family, you're going. What am I doing? Am I doing this out of out of right. something I want to do, or is it the right thing? Is it going to support my family? What if I fail? All of these things, and and it you know just goes to show that that that's how the devil attacks us a lot, right? He uses these fears and these worries and the, these anxieties, and you know obviously you had a push on your heart there that was telling you that it's time to go, it's time to find something else, and where a lot of people would say you know I had this inkling, well really. That's that's the Holy Spirit telling you it's time for a change and it's time for, for something else and I have this other plan for you and and as Christians a lot of times we don't we don't listen to that we we hear it but we ignore it and we let that fear overcome us and you know a couple of weeks ago I was uh, reading the daily readings and it was the one where Jesus says you know I have told you this so that you might have peace in me in the world you will have trouble but take courage. I have conquered the world. That's John 16, verse 31. And that resonated with me, that just take courage. You know, sometimes you're reading something, if you're prayerfully reading scripture, then the Lord will speak to you. And I kept hearing that, take courage, take courage. And it's been a show that I've wanted to do here for a little while. And I mean, courage is another word for fortitude, which is one of the cardinal virtues. And and, uh, it's something that I think that a lot of us don't think we have. You know, we think that courage is this guy that's running head head first into the battlefield and it is in, in a lot of in a lot of ways but you know we look at it and we say well man these other people have courage and they do these things but I don't have that we all have that and the reason why another verse is Jesus is talking about the holy spirit and he says he will glorify me because he will take from me what is mine and declare it to you that's what he's saying to the disciples we're all disciples if you're following Christ that's John that's John 16:14 and what he's saying is the Holy Spirit I'm going to send to you is going to take what is mine and give to you what is mine. So inside of us all, we have the power of Christ. We have that Holy Spirit. That's where we need to draw our courage from. You know, when we go at things thinking that it's it's on me, you know, this is up to me, that's generally when we fail, when we trip and when we fall. 
because there's nothing wrong with having belief in yourself anything like that but we need to draw on this on this power that the lord has given us and and, and when you've been baptized you've accepted it and the problem is in so many people they think i don't have that and it lays dormant and it's a problem well and that's what you're talking about is the power of the holy spirit you know the realizing that um you can't go it alone and uh and some of us learn that for the hard way right sure um and uh, when we realize that we're powerless on our own without the backing of the holy spirit uh, especially when it comes to choices that's so difficult to make mm-hmm. like you were saying like it can have major effect on the family or my livelihood or just just in the sense of where i stand in the community um mm-hmm. it's never easy um so therefore you're going to have to make those hard choices yep. and and those hard choices have to be parallel with where the spirit's leading you right yeah i don't know if you guys heard that noise but deacon jeff just fell out of the pew <laughs> i thought he's playing a snare drum or something <laughs> yes we were boring him i'm not sure he dozed off <laughs> just ignore me that's right <laughs> but uh you know one thing that when i went to look into this take courage and, and i agree with 100 percent what you're saying it, that that is a a scary feeling you know when you're trying to support families to make decisions like that or even try to evangelize you know we all have that you know you get that sometimes where somebody tells you you, you hear something tell you Go speak to that person. You know, go reach out to that person or, man, I can't get my focus off that person. I need to go say something. And then we, we shy away from it. We're, we're, we we let the fear take sure. over. And we go, no, 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 no. They'll probably think I'm weird. Or or even praying. You know, we've talked about it before. Praying in public, like at lunch with your family. Sometimes we have this overwhelming fear that people are going to see me and think I'm weird or whatever that is. But as I looked into that take courage, it just I kept diving deeper, you know, down that rabbit hole, that rabbit trail of scripture you can get into. And I kept thinking, you know, how many times in the Bible does does it say, be not afraid, fear not, take courage? And you can go all the way back to the Old Testament. And there's a verse there where where um, where the Lord says, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's uh, Joshua 1, 9. And so it's it's what that says to me is from the very beginning, if you look at the characters in the Bible, you see the people in the Bible, they're not characters, they're real people. Uh, you know, Daniel in the lion's den. He's thrown in there, he comes out unscathed. You look at David and Goliath, what he did. You look at Noah, you know, doing what the Lord called him to when everybody else probably thought he was nuts. You know, you're going to build an ark and put animals in it and what? I mean, all of these things. You look at today, the feast of St. Peter and St. Paul. Those two guys, I mean, the reading today, St. Peter, he's, he's sitting there in chains, surrounded by guards beside him and sure. outside. And he's sitting there, and it doesn't seem, I'm sure he was fear, fearful well, and they worried. just killed James. Yeah, right, they sword, just killed so, him. And, I mean, he's and, like, I'm next. Right, right. And, and but yet he believes in the Lord with all his heart. He knows the power of the Lord, the courage that that gives you when you're, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And so he sits there, and the angel comes and lets him go with St. Paul. I mean, you hear him today. I poured myself out like a libation. I finished the race. I know that there's glory waiting on me in heaven. Like all of these things. And those are the words of a man who knows what he has inside of him. We all have this spiritual powder keg inside of us. You know, that's all we got to do is light the fuse. And so many of us don't. And, And it's something that I really wanted to speak about today because I think the average everyday person thinks that I don't have a caller, right? I don't, I don't have some great calling. I'm not a speaker on a stage somewhere. I got news for you. I'll run around with a lot of those guys now and every one of them are afraid before they get on that stage. I talked to several of them this past weekend. I was at the CMLA 
And there was Jeff Cavins, Father Lee Richards, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Dr. Mark Movelli, Dr. Tim Gray. Um, I'm probably leaving somebody out. But all of these people and several of them that I talked to, John Sablon, some of these guys, John Leonati, they told me that they have butterflies in their stomach before they get to that stage. And the thing is, we surrender. And that happened to me. You know, I, I had to give this talk this weekend. I had 15 minutes. And like I said, you have these giants of, of speaking in the Catholic Church, and the guy's been doing it 20 or 30 years, speaking the entire day before me. And I kept just hearing, what am I going to say? Like, I, these guys have an hour, I have 15 minutes. Like, I'm going to get laughed off the stage. Who am I to be up here? And even before, you know, you sent me prayers. Uh, you know, Billy Bernard sent me, I'm doing a rosary for you. Other people at the bookstore, places around town in my life just were praying for you. And, and I'm, I'm walking a hole in the carpet outside, right? Just, mm-hmm. You could, if you had one of those like CSI black lights, you could see like how it dented in the floor right, was where right. I've been walking. And I just finally kept saying, Jesus, I, I surrender. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. And when they called the name and I'm outside in the hallway, and you just get this fear. And I began and end walking up to that stage and walking off of it. Once I got up there, I just said, Lord, it's yours. I opened my mouth and whatever comes out is, is up to you. And, you know, it was received very, very well. Um, you know, in fact, there were some offers that came for me to to go and to speak again in other places. And men were touched. In the, and I was talking about Rise and how you can use it to to, to reach other men. And now there's going to be that opportunity for men to be reached because of that. But I was scared. But you have to realize you have to, that fully surrender, that full surrender we've talked about. You have to believe in that. You have to go, you know, at the end of the day, this isn't me. And, you know, I've got our mother, Mary, Joseph, the terror of demons, all these saints at my back, cheering me on saying, look, you got this. Just use what, what, what Jesus has given you. Use his spirit, use his soul. Use his his power that he's given in he's put in you and go do what he's asked. But so many of us, we stop at the ask. We never trust. We just we 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 forget that we have this this powerful piece of courage that lies within us. Right. And, and what you're talking about, that the piece of courage is it doesn't just lie within like the the individuals who are powerful in the holy in, in the scriptures, it's people today as well. And you know, and and there's a lot of individuals who, like you were saying before you started off, is like I don't do I have that courage? Yes, I'm baptized. Yes, I was confirmed. But where does that courage come from? And as you know, I mean, there's still persecution going on. You mm-hmm. know, the 20th century is one of the most persecuted uh, centuries within the church. Sure. I mean, you had, you know, people in uh, Spain. You know, there's civil war in Spain. People priests being killed in Mexico. Same thing happening. You know, in the 1920s, 30s, priests being killed, persecuted. Same thing in Portugal. I mean, these were people in Europe. You know, in, in, in strong Catholic, you know, countries that are being, their priests were being persecuted by the government, you know. And so it's not to say that it's going to happen all the time everywhere, but this thing is, you know, fortitude and courage is a combine of, of faith, you right. know, and knowing that no matter what fear comes, I can't be paralyzed by it. I have to move on because there's something important for me to do. Well, that's exactly right. And I love how you said paralyzed because that's what it does. It does, yeah. You know, I've... I can't tell you how many times after I'd gone through all my stuff, I wanted to tell people in my life what had happened because nobody knew. And every time I got to the edge of it, you know, no matter what kind of liquid courage or anything else I had, you know, it was just, I'd get to that point, I'd stop. Because you'd hear that voice that we've talked about before. Don't do that. You're going to lose everything. You're going to, you're going to, people are going to think differently of you. You're going to be, you're going to lose friends. You're going to lose this. You're going to lose your job. You're going to, and, and the devil is successful in keeping so many people in a place where God is just saying, come, like just, 
I've given you what you need. Just take that step right, forward. Come and, come and see. Right. right. And we think, you know, you look at these huge persecutions like you're talking about, and you go like, man, I may never face that in my life, but you face it every single day. You just got to awaken to that spiritual warfare, that spiritual battle that's going on in your life each and every moment. That Almost everything that comes to you every second of the day is a choice. And it's, am I going to live for Christ? Or am I going to live for myself, the world, the flesh, and the devil? And and so the the devil builds that comfort we've talked about before. You know, and he wants to keep you where you are. And any time that you think of coming out of that cell or opening that door, he just goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. And then a lot of times we let that fear win. And and a lot really that's because we are look we're focusing on ourselves instead of the spirit, right? We're going, man, you're right. You know, devil, I can't do this alone. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know why I even tried that. I'm dumb. I'm stupid. You're right. I'll just stay right here. Everything's okay here. I'm not the happiest. I'm not, I don't feel fulfilled, but I, I, I can live here. Right. You're right. Thank you. It's when we're trying to depend on ourselves and we forget that we are powerless without Christ in our lives, without the Holy Spirit, that we're not, we're not going to be able to do anything. And the devil convinces us that we don't have that. The spirit's for someone else, right? That's for Billy Graham. That's for Peter. That's for Paul. That's for right. all this. You don't have that. Sure. You, don't, you think the you wor- are. Worthiness comes into effect. Right. You, you think, am I worthy for this? Am I worthy of this? Right. Yeah. And so that's why we have to surrender and trust. And at some point, like the difference in my life now is I have, I have complete trust in God. Like, do I still get scared? Yeah. But at some point it comes a moment where I go, you know what? All this is for nothing. All this is a load of BS. If I don't, if I don't surrender right now, if I don't just strictly say, Jesus, I trust in you. Before we came in here, I was in that adoration chapel. And I was saying, Lord, this is an important show. I want people to understand what the, the gift that they have in them, that it's not it's not some sort of gift for a certain amount of people. It's for every one of us. And it's such an important show. Please just, I trust in you. I trust in you. I trust in you. I surrender. Whatever I have on this piece of paper for notes, I don't care. Just let your message come out. And I trust that that's going to happen. And when we do that, every single time we take that step forward, that leap, then then Jesus just, you, you, you become more empowered by his love, by his grace, by his mercy. It's just like, if you're going to jump out of a plane, right? That's a scary thing. Sure. Like I could imagine if I got up there, I don't know if I'd do it, but the one thing that would give me courage is I have a parachute, right? That, that hopefully has been packed well, is going to open all that. But when you're in the spiritual world, you have a parachute. It's called the paraclete. And when you jump, it's going to make sure that you you land and that you're that like basically when you put yourself out there like that, Jesus is not going to let you fail, and that's why He gave His Spirit. That's why He's saying, "I've given you what's mine. Don't worry. I've given you direction. Now I'll give you the power to do it. Now go do it." And and that's part of the reason that we fail at evangelization so much, is that you can't engage in evangelization if you haven't engaged in the Spirit, the power within you. It's just going to be impossible. You're going to shrink from the challenge. And the devil's going to poke at every wound and every open scar and every opportunity he has to keep you from doing it unless you trust in that parachute, you trust in the paraclete, you trust in the Holy Spirit, and you do what's asked of you. Right. Well, and what you're going through is is, is like education, teaching. You know, the more you, you trust in God, the more uh, amazing things will happen in your life. You know, and it, it's always difficult. Like you said, we're being fathers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, my, my oldest, she's going off to college, and so she's there's an anxiety there. Yeah, I can imagine. But, but you know, since I've gone through it, and, you know, on the other side of college and career and family and stuff like that, you say, don't worry about it. You know, just just do what you're supposed to do. Just trust in where you need to be, and, and well, go to class, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be there for the test. But like I said, the instructions, as if the, the gospel is Christ saying, this is instructions to get to where... 
I have created a paradise for you, the heaven on earth. Sure. And so he's, he's trying to tell us, like, please don't worry. You know, don't spend your time worrying on the littlest things because guess what? I have something so much amazing set for you mm-hmm. because I love you. And, and we have to constantly remind ourselves of that. Even sure. I do. You know, everyone does is because is that when God promises that there's something better after this life, mm-hmm. that he love, his love is genuinely fulfilled after we're, we're passed on mm-hmm. and we go to be with him for eternity, we got to totally trust in that. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, your, your experience with college is a little different. After my experiences, I told my kids that they're closing <laughs> all academic institutions. Like in 2031, they're going to have to be a tradesperson. They close college. Right. So <laughs> Journeyman and but, welder or something. Yeah, but you're, you're right. Like, and think about that. If we don't learn to, to tap into this courage, then how many people are, are, are not going to see, are not going to meet Christ? And I'm not saying like, because you and I are on the show or something that there's all these people who are going to be saved. What I mean by is every day you come into contact with people that God has put in front of you for a purpose and for a reason. Maybe you have a conversation with them. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's just how you're living your life that affects someone else. You know, I was telling my wife last night, I was watching, you know, Bill Donahue, a friend of mine, we talk about him a lot on here, uh, teaches at the Theology Body Institute. He's a beautiful teacher of that dignity of the human person teaching, that John Paul II teaching. But where he affects me the most is when I get on Facebook and it's like every day he's in the floor building puzzles with his kids or he's outside blowing bubbles and they're running in slow motion, bursting them. And, and I'm thinking like, man, all that guy wants to do is be a wonderful father and a wonderful husband. And that affects, every time I see that, it makes me want to be a better a better father, a better husband. In fact, I went and bought a, they were doing a, a, a puzzle the other day. I went and bought a 2000 piece puzzle and we're doing it on the kitchen table with my kids now. It's a mistake because it's yeah. hard and, and we're way over our heads. But, right. but it just, you know, it inspired me. And and so when we're not tapping into that courage to live boldly for the faith and to, to answer the call of Christ, whether it's to talk to somebody in a restaurant that you see that's hurting, to stop and speak to that homeless person, to, to, to lecture at church, whatever it may be, then we're denying other people an opportunity to meet Christ through us and we're, and we're surrendering to that fear. So if you want to understand more what we're talking about, start reading Acts of the Apostles, Definitely. right? When Jesus is gone... And, and, and after the spirits come to the upper room and Jesus comes back and he and he lays his hands on them and, and he breathes on them and all of these things, then you start to see these acts of courage all the way through it. And, sure. and when you read through there, you hear things like filled with the spirit. Stephen spoke boldly and, you know, he got killed, but but he answered the call and he had that courage. And which you know, led, led yeah. us to be who we are today. Right, right. right. We, are, we are part of the church because of the, the disciples listed and received the Holy Spirit. Right. And yeah. then you have Paul like speaking to Timothy. In, in this verse here, he says, For this reason I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God that you have through the imposition of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather of power and love and self-control. So do not be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake, but bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. So read that. Bear, bear your hardship again. Read that again. I think I gotta find it. Where did it go? <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's right. But bear your share of hardship for the gospel with the strength that comes from God. Because we all have equal shares of hardships. Right. So right. what is that? What is that saying? You don't have to do this alone. Right. You don't. Jesus has given this Spirit, His love, His mercy, His kindness, His power, and it's embedded in you. And there's other people around you that it's embedded. And if you can round up the troops, you can do anything. Like don't. Don't ever think that you're that you're insignificant and that you're not worth anything and that you can't affect your life and the life of the ones you love. Paul's telling you right here, if you've been baptized, if you've been confirmed, you've had 
the Spirit of God laid upon you, like he's talking about. And now all it, all it takes is just using that. And and like I said, we've we've got to quit being worried and afraid and really trust in the gift that we've been given and open it up. You know, what good what good is a gift to someone if they never open it up? If it's just kept in that box and and we say, Well, I don't want to ruin the pretty paper. No, open that gift, right? Take it and use it. That's what a gift is. This is something that I, I want to give you to be successful, to to remember me by, to to use for whatever you need it for. And that's what Christ did for us. And, and we've got to honor him by opening that and, and taking on the challenge he gave us. Go and make disciples. You know, baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You got the Holy Spirit. Now you got to start trying to use it. Right. And, and like you say, courage comes in many forms. Uh, it can be small. It can be large. It can be a, a total life-changing movement. Um, for instance, Mary. Mm-hmm. The courage to say yes. Oh yeah. Do your will. Um, you know. Be it done unto me. Right. Yeah. That's the most amazing aspect of of courage. I mean, I don't know if you can top that. No, no. So. I mean, that's it's honestly. I'll, thank you for bringing that up because sure. that's an example I didn't I didn't put in there. But you're exactly right. I mean, this young woman, and all of a sudden this thing appears. You know, it's an angel of God, and tells you, oh, by the way, what are you? You're 14. Yeah. And uh, you're gonna you're gonna have the son of God. Like, you're the savior of the world. Can you imagine, like, one, just the appearance and all that stuff and how freaked out you would be? And to have that, that within, you know, inside of her to say, like, be it done unto me, whatever you need. I'm here. And and what did she do? She didn't hold that in. She ran right to Elizabeth, right? She ran to her cousin and and started proclaiming. And then Elizabeth recognized it Mm -hmm. in her and said, you know, your name, blessed are you among women, you know, and all these, for all ages. And so she immediately said, be it done unto me, answered the call, went and touched another. I mean, we know that Elizabeth had John. John leapt for joy in her womb. And then all of this stuff started. And you look look at John the Baptist. There's another example. Mm -hmm. You know, from day one, he's born, he grows a little, and what does he do? He goes straight into the desert and and, and just puts aside the call of the world, anything else. He doesn't care what what he wears, what he looks like, what he dresses. He, He accepts this message with that courage to say, this is my purpose to serve. This is what I'm called to, and I'm going to do it, even if it ends up with me being beheaded, right? And, and I'm going to do it with humility and grace and love. And it just, you know, we had his feast day earlier in the week, and, you know, you see all these people that just overcame fear because they trusted in the Lord. And we've had a show on trust before, but that's a key that's right. to you that to confidence. Trust. Yeah. And that courage is saying, like, okay, I know I have it, but at some place you got to, you know, you got to take those breaths. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go, yeah. right? And it, like that dive off the diving board or that first time you, your parents let go of you on a bicycle without training wheels. You just, you got to do it. And what you find on the other side is, wow, this isn't that bad. I can do this not on my own strength, not on my own will, not on my own courage, but on that which God has given me. So, you know, I want to bring up something else real quick. You know, there's, stat, there's stats that go along with this podcast, obviously, like anything on the internet. And when I look sometimes, just to see if anybody's actually listening to us. Right. Um, Other than our, our right. family wives. Right. Things, there's right. been the people we pay <laughs> very <right>. generously <laughs> to listen to us. Uh, there's been some, you know, obviously other countries and our cities. But there was this thing that said APOAPE. And I was like, what country is that? Like, I don't know what that is. So I searched, and there, obviously there's no country, and I'm an idiot. It's an American Air Force base in Europe. And so I just want to say to whoever that is, that, that soldier, whether it's a male, female, who's listening to this, you know, I don't know. I imagine over there you're away from your family and you're, and you're the people you love and, and you're over there fighting for our country and for us. And, you know, we're here talking about courage and bravery and just want to say thank you right. for whoever you are, for, for your sacrifice and 
hopefully the show is bringing you. I see that you listen almost every week, and that this this the show is bringing some sort of comfort. And you know, it comforts me to know that that this is something that maybe can give you a little bit of peace over there. And thank you for your sacrifice, for your courage and bravery. And I encourage you, please email us. I'd like to know your name. I'd like to know your story. What's going on? And, and I just invite you to do that. And you know, it just it just speaks to me every time I see that that wow, somebody's over there giving their life, putting their mouth their their money where their mouth is. You know, living and sacrificing for other people. So thank you for that. You know, and as we come to here towards the end of the show, I also want to say, you know, we've talked about all of this. So what are, what are we going to do? What are the things we need to remember today out of this show? And the first one I would say is Jesus has conquered the world. And he has passed his power on to us through the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? You don't have to do it on your own. He's won the war. All we have to do is fight these battles, these skirmishes, and just continue to show up. Continue to give your yes and when you do that, Jesus is going to fill you with the spirit that you already have within you, and you're going to be successful. He's not going to let you down. God is with you wherever you go, like that reading from the Old Testament. You're not having to do any of this on your own. He is always with you. We just have to remember to call on him. If you've surrendered and opened yourself completely to his will, he will not let you fail, period. You're not going to fail. I have seen that so many times now doing these talks, you know, doing these shows, if you open yourself up and you give your yes, God's going to allow you to, to, to affect other people with it and to be successful. He's giving you that spirit. It's a spirit of power, love, and self-control. Use it. We've got the saints, like I said, Mary, Joseph, the terror of demons, all these guys at your back fighting for you every moment of your life. Lastly, stop depending on your own strength. Depend on God. Take courage. Taking courage is attainable with full surrender to the Lord. That's what it takes. We've talked about it. Surrender, perseverance, all of these things. That's what it takes. And one of the greatest saints that you and I have talked about so many times on here, it's one of my favorites. You know, I wish, you know, maybe I'll get a second patron saint and it'll be him. Mm -hmm. But John Paul II, one thing that he always said was be not afraid. Almost, there was very few times where if you heard a long speech of his that you didn't hear that said. You know, he wanted to express that. He found that, that nugget within the gospel that Jesus gives to us that's be not afraid. He's constantly whispering that, right? I got your back. You're not alone. This isn't about you. It's about me. And all I need you to show up. And this one quote he says is, I plead with you, never ever give up on hope. Never doubt. Never tire. And never become discouraged. Be not afraid. Be not afraid. So as we close this show out, let's keep the words of John Paul II in our hearts and in our minds. So Victor, why don't we close with a prayer? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, the world, the flesh, and the devil are doing everything in their power to keep us from answering your call in our lives. They use fear to paralyze us and render us inactive. Help us to take courage in the fact that you always have our back. And Father, let us remember that as long as we unleash the Holy Spirit in our lives, we will always have a reason to be not afraid. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.